You're listening to episode 52 of the Broken Glass Podcast, Telling Your Truth with Allie Blake. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today I have Allie Blake with me. She is a pop singer-songwriter and lives in Los Angeles, uh, same as me. So welcome to the podcast, Allie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I am so excited to talk to you today, but let's just dive right in. So tell uh, tell us a little bit about what you do right now, um, you know, what you're working on, and then we'll go back and talk about how you got into music and, and all the fun stuff. Okay. Um, I So on Monday, actually, I released my newest album called Blood, which is a family concept album, meaning that the song, I mean, sorry, the album was inspired by my family, my experience of my family, as well as to myself in the family context. Um, and yeah, so that's very exciting for me. Um, that's the newest release. <laughs> Was that a, a full length or is it an EP or? It's eight songs, so kind of in um, between it, then. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's technically a, considered an LP, but okay. you know, it's a short one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like an interesting topic. Um, how can you tell me a little bit more about about the the songs and and that process for you writing and recording and and all that? Yeah. Um, so I. I started one of the songs while I was still in L.A., but I actually two years ago spent a year in Atlanta. And while I was in Atlanta, I finished the rest of the album there, writing the songs as well as I recorded one song there. And then when I came back to L.A., recorded the rest of the album here. And um, I would say that it's a very cathartic, personal vulnerable album and the most focused project I've worked on thus far and a lot of the songs speak I like they speak on a personal level as well as a universal level um and but the a lot of the inspirations came from I think just growing up a little girl in a male-dominated household. I have three older brothers. It it took a while for me to find my own voice, which I still, um, you know, practice doing every day. But, you know, both as the youngest child and as only girl in the family, um, it's been an interesting journey to to navigate, I guess, in, in a family context. And family in general has so many complexities and layers to it. Yes, it um, does. 
<laughs> I think that all of all of what came out in the album was literally just sort of building up and growing in me for all these years and, and really just needed to be released. So um, I'm very grateful for that. And I had an amazing time recording it, um, both in Atlanta and L.A. Like the people I worked with were just really easy to collaborate with and it was such a such a full satisfying experience (laughs) yeah that's great to hear because so you hear I guess and it's mostly what you just kind of hear in the news and whatnot you kind of sometimes hear horror stories about the people you know working with but I'm I'm glad to hear that you know, and I, I, there are people out there who are awesome. Um, I've talked mm-hmm. to a lot of female producers on the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I have, I have male friends who are producers. So, you know, it's, there are really good people out there. So I think yeah. it's what you hear in the news is, you know, that's the the oddball story. And really, you know, this industry I found isn't all that it's made out to be, you know, yeah. and they, they tell you, oh, you know, uh, it's a hard industry and it is hard it is hard to get into and it's hard to, to, um, to make it, but there are people out there who are willing to really help you to, to, to collaborate and to prop you up. So I'm glad that you found that Mm -hmm. kind of that community to be able to do that and record your, you know, I, I I guess the best way to your heart, you know, your, your soul and and you, what you want to say. And, and I, I agree that, you know, it's, it sounds like it's definitely universal themes. Um, you know, I come from, I'm the oldest, um, uh, of, uh, it's, I have a, a younger sister and a younger brother. So, um, I, I didn't have that, uh, growing up with, you know, all boys and all older brothers, but, you know, I still have a larger family too. So I could definitely see how, yeah. you know, certain songs like that could definitely apply across the board to a lot of people. So, um, mm-hmm. how did you, how did you get into music? Like what, what, what was your start and, and what interested you in working in the music industry? Um, ever since I was little, I always sang. I always made up songs. And I started writing stuff down, like, in middle school and high school, I would say. But then it really, and I think always in the back of my mind, I sort of dreamt of of doing that for a living, like, for my life and performing and yeah doing all of that and but I also care a lot about other causes including the environment and animal rights and um I mean other stuff too but I was sort of debating for a while whether I was gonna focus more on music and performing in general or if I was going to pursue something in the environmental or animal rescue field. And I had a really pivotal conversation with one of my brothers who really encouraged me to to give music more of a, a focus and more of a chance to just explore what that might feel like to commit to it. And since then it was like a it was a journey of um becoming more and more committed. So like I lived in New York for a little while and I started writing more songs there and learning some guitar and um, 
just like I guess learning how to nurture that because um, it, it's funny sometimes the things we need most we resist and I'm not really sure why I mean I guess sometimes it has to do with you know fear and trust and all those things and <laughs> so it kept growing um, inside of me the the trust and the belief that that it was worth nurturing and when I finally got to LA I moved to Oakland for like a year and a half which did not resonate with me um, but I still kept writing and then once I I had this visit to LA and even though I had visited many times before this one visit just lit something up inside of me because I worked with a family member on one of my pop songs and for the first time and I just knew that I wanted to be here and since I've moved to LA I would say that's this is the most committed I've been to um to nurturing the the music yeah, it really comes down to your environment, right? And and where you feel most comfortable, where you feel like you have a connection to a place. And I find that too, because I, I write uh, more articles. I don't, I don't really write music and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I've found when I'm trying to write something and I have an idea in my head, it comes out best when I'm in the right environment. So it sounds like LA was the right choice for you, but you just kind of had to to get through it, right? To, to figure yeah. out where that place was. Um, and to kind of going along, you know, you, you said you're really interested in environmental and animal rights. And I think what's kind of cool about being an artist is that you can also, you know, kind of use your platform as an artist to really, um, you know, evoke change and 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 to to really, you know, connect with your audience in that way, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. That's I mean, that is um, really the whole point. For me, the whole point of me putting music out there to share with people is to connect with them and move them in some way and use it as a vehicle to raise awareness of everything, like I mentioned, like environmental rights, animal rights, human, you know, civil rights, like um, everything, really. So without that, I, I usually feel... When I'm not connecting to people, it it feels more like a vacuum, I would say. Yeah, exactly. And I think right now, you know, especially, you know, given what's going on in the world today, mm-hmm. it's it's especially important to really have that connection with people and yeah. to really to really be authentic, especially when you're, you know, on social media, when you're and right now we're we're all in some areas, and I know in LA too, we're just starting to reopen. So mm-hmm. people are still at home. We still can't do concerts. We still can't connect in person. Right. So to really be able to be authentic and to go on Instagram Live and Facebook Live and um, mm-hmm. all the different tech, you know, tech tools we have right now, and just really connect with people on that level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just 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 being your authentic self and. Um, that's, you know, how I, I try to, you know, run the podcast and, the, and, you know, business. And I see a lot of artists right now just really trying to connect with, with their fans. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's very important, especially today. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And it's been, um, 
Yeah, it's been an emotional <laughs> roller coaster, and I don't know. I guess I'm also tr- navigating like how I can connect with people during this time um, and honor everything that's going on and and speak out about it. And it's yeah, it's an interesting interesting thing to move through. It definitely is. But I think the coolest thing, and and for those of you who are listening to the podcast a little bit later, we're starting to slowly come out of the COVID-19 pandemic. But right now, this week, um, as Allie and I talk, we're actually in the middle of the protests um, and and whatnot over, um, you know, George Floyd and and the, um, you know, racism and, and the system that is in America right now. So that's kind of what we're referencing when we're, we're talking about yeah. this. Yes. Um, Black Lives Matter. This whole, um, yeah, just like the uprising yeah. of wanting to make change, and change yep. the systems of America. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that's really cool that, you know, as artists and, you know, for you as well to, to be able to use that platform too, you know, you have connections, I'm sure probably around, at least around the country, if not the world, right. Mm-hmm. You have, you have yeah. people that want to hear your message and what you have to say about it. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, we were supposed to record yesterday actually, but it was blackout Tuesday for the music industry. And, um, it was cool to see the industry come together, um, connect and even my my little publishing company that I work full-time for they (laughs) did the same thing they said you know take some time Mm -hmm. you know really think and um you know and I actually I had a couple of my employees take advantage of it so um Mm -hmm. went and thought how they could help in their communities um so it's it's definitely but you know like I said I just I love seeing the industry come together um Mm -hmm. and I think we we do a lot over different kinds of um topics you know like I I started this podcast after the USC Annenberg study came out and it really highlighted the the disparity Hmm. not just of men and women in the industry but of race and ethnicity and and all of that so Mm -hmm. it's really about lifting up the the voices that aren't being heard so Yeah. yeah It's definitely an interesting time, but I, yeah, we're all coming together. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of want to shift gears just a little bit. Um, you know, you, you released your record just this week, uh, June 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we talked about the process of recording it and whatnot, but um, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, you're an artist. Do you do your artist career full time or do you? work on the side as well I work on the side as well okay. which um, is I'm sure what most artists <laughs> have to yeah. do right now um <laughs> right but you know and, and I'm sure you see your artist career as a business though right you see that as it's not just Artists. a hobby it's it's something you want to make as your career um yes so I'm just kind of curious like as far as the, the business end of the record was it independent Kind of how how did that work for you? And then how do you really kind of get yourself into that mindset, that that business and entrepreneurial mindset? Because, you know, we talk a lot about how, you know, creatives, there's the creative side and then there's the business side. So it's really kind of shifting, right? You're mm-hmm. going from one one piece to another. So how does how did that work for you for the record? And then, you know, how do you get yourself into that right mindset? 
So, for the record, um, <laughs> you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a dear friend of mine who I met at my... So, I performed at NAM, which is an annual, like, music convention in Anaheim, California. And that was in January, and my friend who played drums with me, his cousin came and he we and he and I became friends and he he's an avid music lover and has honestly become so instrumental in helping me with the business side of things because you do have to think of it that way <laughs> and it does not come naturally to me I I struggle with it and his help has been so incredible because not only has he um, made just made things certain things happen like period and then also made certain things happen faster but I can also understand a little bit more now of certain logistics because it's also collaborative like he and I work together on a lot of stuff um, and like <laughs> he'll answer a lot of my questions and you know it's definitely I'm learning a lot about it <laughs> all the time and it help. it's just I feel very grateful that I have support in that way because otherwise I really was feeling completely lost a lot of the time and like I was just drowning and didn't know I don't know just didn't know what else I could possibly do yeah there's a lot of pieces to it a lot of pieces and and you want to also remain open to people's insights and then it can just get very overwhelming and confusing so I'm yeah I'm really happy and grateful that he's in my corner and that he's been helping me to figure that stuff out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Cause you know, there's so much to it, especially even just, just releasing a record, not even including tour and merch yeah. and what, whatever else that you, you do as a part of your, you know, your marketing plan or your, your career, just thinking of a record, you know, from start to finish, there's mm -hmm. a lot of different pieces. You have the creative side and then you have, you have to start thinking about royalties and splits and did this person record on the track with me and and then right. you move into marketing and it's social media and it's ads and it's there's mm -hmm. just so many pieces and and it's hard to be a specialist in every little piece of it right so yeah. that's great yeah. that you had someone with you who could really you know point out those other pieces that you may have missed or you may not know about and help you learn um you know i when i went to undergrad we read um what is it all, all you need to know about the music business is that what yeah, it's called why, am I, why am I blanking on it I okay I need to finish it <laughs> yeah um but I you know I had that book and that was pre pre iTunes pre pre Spotify pre you know pre-streaming and any of this digital it was at yeah. that time it was one of the the earlier editions so we were still talking about cds <laughs> and physical records and, and anything that was physical we weren't in the digital realm yet i think 
because it's 2004, so Napster and LimeWire, we had all that, but Mm -hmm. we didn't have the industry we had now. And then when I went to grad school, I had to buy an updated version of the book because uh, so yeah. much had changed and I think they're on I want to say like 11 or 12 now like the 12 <laughs> as far as editions go oh my um God. this industry just changes and you know what you've done with this release today might be completely different in two years time totally right totally. so it's yeah it's, and it's you know like I'm I'm definitely more old school like I still I don't know with the digital marketing and everything I st- it still is like a whole different alien thing to me that I yeah. <laughs> am daily wrapping my head around and and learning about <laughs> yeah 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 and I'm I'm kind of more like I, I do use a lot of the online tools now but um you know as far as my music listening goes yeah I have I have Spotify and um especially when I'm driving that's what you know my preference but um yeah. Yeah, I I still go out and buy LPs like the physical vinyl records. Um, mm-hmm. There's just something about having those. So yeah, I definitely get the old school kind of vibe too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, digital's awesome, but there's nothing better mm-hmm. than just sitting and listening to a record on a record player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I'm excited about because I have records being made. So for my album. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, what else are you doing, like, for your release? Like, I, obviously, we you can't be doing shows and touring right now, but um, have you been doing any kind of live, or how's that worked for you, especially with the, the pandemic going on? I've been doing live streams. Um, I've been playing around with and experimenting with, I guess, the frequency. Like, in April, I was doing one every Friday. And then May, um, I did, I was doing one, well, no, maybe like two to three times a week, which was, it was a a lot, which is strange to say, or maybe here, but (laughs) I don't know. There's just something, you know, I, like I've been playing my songs over and over again and it's, different when I'm doing it by myself as opposed to with a band so that's another thing I've adjusted to and I guess it's a good practice in finding something new each time um and I'm definitely going to continue doing the live streams maybe not two or three times a week um but definitely consistently and it's, it's been it's been interesting and it's nice because you you literally have the freedom to do anything you want so I can talk about whatever I want you know like I can share whatever I want and it's cool to be able to connect with people in that way yeah Um, and there's no time limits either like when you're on stage at a venue it's like okay you've got 20 minutes go yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so that's been that's been pretty cool unexpectedly um a good experience and um I am planning on going on a tour in the fall you know tentatively but like at some point it's going to happen so I'm sort of seeing about 
what that would look like. Um, and I'm getting some more merch ready and and I, yeah, I'm really excited about the vinyls because yeah, that's just awesome. <laughs> no, vinyls um, really cool. Um, you have to let me know when it's ready, and I'll I'll get yeah. one because I love I love listening to records on my record player. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's exciting, though, that you, you know, you've, you've been able to connect with your audience still and and that, you know, you're, you're planning ahead, even though we're still not quite sure what's going to happen come fall, but you know, you're, you're not letting it it stop you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, a lot of people when when things happen, they they kind of shut down and you're just, you know, nope, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to power through. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that shows your, um, your grit, your determination to make this work as a career for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep going. Definitely. It's okay to have, you know, I've also realized like, especially with um, what's happened with George Floyd and everything, just, I, uh, I definitely took some time to slow down and lean into the feelings of it all. And, you know, bounce back. Um, but it's a, I think it's important for people and artists to know that it's okay to do that and not, you know, constantly be pressured to produce something, you know, like a machine, because it's all part of the human experience. And especially if we're going to be in this together and empathize and fight each other like the (laughs) I think our feelings that we go through is what helps us empathize otherwise how would we know Um, exactly you know so yeah 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 no I I do the same I I talk you know a lot um on on the vlog and and um on my at least on my social media too about just really taking time for you um And even though, you know, you might be doing, you know, nine to five and then you have a a side hustle and and then you go play a gig and all the different things that we do in this industry, it's Mm -hmm. really important to just stop and take, you know, whether it's for you or to reflect or, you know, do something like work out or just take care of your your body Mm -hmm. and you have to take care of your mind you know, I make sure I, I have time every day where I, I read at least a chapter of a book, mm-hmm. especially this week. I've said, OK, I can't I can't go down the rabbit hole of the news. Mm-hmm. I I'm going to set some time aside each day to inform myself. And then I'm not mm-hmm. going to because I found was it Sunday night? I found myself watching um, the the news footage from the helicopters. Right. And you just keep watching it and you just I, I was like, oh, two hours have come by <laughs> and this is all I've done. And I had yeah. to stop. I said, that's not good for me, for my mental health. Um, mm-hmm. And what is this doing? I'm just watching them, you know, follow like looters around. It wasn't even the, the protests. It was the, the right. looting and the, the violence that was happening. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really important, I think, especially as as artists and creatives in this industry, we're so sensitive to different things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to just, like you said, just, you know, kind of stop, reflect, really take time for yourself so that you can be at your, your fullest and your best to take care of others. 
Exactly. So that we can keep protesting and we can keep creating to speak out. And, yeah, exactly. Know? And 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 sometimes I think too that will help. I mean, as far from like my writing standpoint, it's helped me to be able to put out what I, I want to say. I don't yeah. get those mental blocks. I don't get the writer's block where I sit here. I'm like, I know I want to say something, but what do I want to say? Right. And I think it really helps the creativity when you take care of yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I guess that kind of kind of leads into the next, a little bit leads into the next thing I want to kind of talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So we talked earlier about um, the podcast really highlighting, uh, you know, female voices and, and voices um, that are not heard as much. And, and one of the things that we do talk about is uh, the struggles and, and the resistance that, that women come across as they're trying to make their career in music. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, have you come across any kind of resistance as a singer-songwriter, as a musician, as you're building your career? And how did you overcome that resistance? Um, I have come across a lot of inauthentic interactions with men who, I don't know, they just, they think it's okay to just treat you like, like an object, um, and, like, they think they can, like, trick you by sweet-talking in some way, uh, and when they really, when their motives are, have some different intention. Um, and with that, I honestly, I speak my truth. Like, I call people out. Um, sometimes it may take a moment to process, because, like, when it's actually happening, you're, you're processing it, and it's sort of like a shock <laughs> to the system. But... I think um, I think I've sort of, you know, with practice, gotten to the point where my response time is a little quicker, and I just don't feel I don't feel like awkward being honest because also you never really know you never truly know what is going on in someone else's mind and more often than not people tend to appreciate honesty and truth and you know some of the people that I have confronted it it illuminated things for them which is good Mm -hmm. and I think also just supporting one another like women supporting each other is so incredibly important um like it (laughs) We are only stronger together, and there is enough room for all of us to shine at the same time. Like, I think uh, the abundance mentality in terms of that is so powerful. Yeah, there there are a lot of groups out there that I've seen coming together um, to really help each other, right? You know, I see Mm -hmm. Facebook groups, I'm a part of one, and... um, just really connecting and collaborating and and sharing stories. And um, Mm -hmm. I've, you know, especially just through the podcast, I've met so many incredible women and, you know, everybody just, 
I see on social media, everyone just shares and highlights highlights each other and says, you know, go watch this live or, you know, go listen to this album that was just released. And mm-hmm. I think that's incredible that, that, you know, women, especially in music, really get such a bad rap of we're competing with each other. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, maybe there are a couple out there who do have that mentality, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of women who just support each other. Like, um, I listen to, I mean, I listen to a lot of different genres, but mm-hmm. I do listen to country and mm-hmm. a lot of people think that the, the women in country, you know, you know, I've seen just things like, you know, are they, they don't, they're competing with each other, but they're not, you know, they're, I, I've seen, um, Maren Morris and Kelsey Ballerini, they're friends. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they, you know, highlight each other. And, and um, Maren Morris actually had a song and it was um, it's a song called Girl. And it was just about, you know, helping each other and 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 there's enough to go around and we'll share the crown. And, you know, and I think that's really powerful that, you yeah. know, these women are, are making these statements and mm-hmm. and then to have the, the groups, um, you know, there's. Uh, the, the one Facebook group I'm referencing is called Music Biz Besties. But then oh. um, within, um, I was at NAM as well. And within NAM, we have uh, SWIM, which is Smart Women in Music. So oh, that's women cool. in the music products industry. And and there's all the, all the different areas I've seen different groups come out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've heard from other guests on the podcast that there's groups for female producers and songwriters and and I think that's so cool that we're we're all connecting with each other and sharing yeah. ideas and hey you come on my podcast hey let's write together let's you know I'll produce you sing you know just really connecting on that level yes and 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 I think too there are a lot of men out there who are supportive and who aren't like you know gonna try and sweet talk <laughs> into something <laughs> um definitely and, and you know I've I've been very fortunate in my career where I've had a lot of, of male supporters who have really helped me grow and helped me get to where I am in my full-time job and even with the business too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I think, I think a lot of, you know, what you'd mentioned earlier about some of your experiences, I think sometimes on some level they realize it, but they don't. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, it's like a, it's just kind of ingrained in, in, in culture and, the way people are brought up and mm-hmm. you know it's it's something that and I I think that's awesome that you call them out on it mm-hmm. um, because yeah. that really points it out right hey like stop right how else are they gonna know <laughs> exactly. yeah no no that's great and um you know that's as as a, a woman in the industry that's powerful to be able to to have that right kind of mindset and to not be afraid to call people out mm-hmm. yeah very and very important. Yes. Yeah. So kind of starting to wrap up uh, a little bit here. Um, do you have any any resources that you'd recommend for other women looking to start in the industry as, uh, you know, a singer songwriter, as an artist? Hmm. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I, you know, I'm sort of a wanderer in a sense. Like I, I definitely connect with this the female singer songwriter friends that I know that I have and we reach out to each other 
I, um, I myself really should look more into the Facebook groups and just groups that you're referencing because, um, again, because of my, <laughs> because of my, I guess, sort of like, I don't know, disconnect in a way with digital, with the digital age, I haven't sought that out as much, and I think it'd probably be helpful for me. I would, I would really, I guess my biggest advice is to put yourself, to expose yourself, to expose yourself. Like, I used to not be one to do that at all. Like, I, I've come out of my shell a lot, and that's the only way that you're going to be seen and heard. And I think there's such a power also in asking for help or just asking, asking to connect. Like, that's the greatest thing you can do is just ask, <laughs> um, or else you'll never know. And I think sometimes it can be looked at or deemed as weak, but I think it's a, a very, it can be a great strength. So, um, yeah, that's the thing that comes to mind, I guess, in terms of the music side of it. Um, I love listening to, <laughs> I love listening to, like, I, I like self-help a lot, and I listen to Oprah's Super Soul podcast which is very um insightful and empowering for me and it gives me a lot of yeah, gives me a lot of strength to continue to raise my voice so, yeah I've heard a lot of good things about that podcast I have to check it out mm -hmm. yeah oh and you know what I will recommend a book um that Seemingly has nothing to do with music, but <laughs> for me, it is, I think it's a must read. And it's called Women Who Run With the Wolves. I'm sure a lot of people have already like, heard of it or read it. And I'm looking on my bookshelf right now. Can't to, I don't remember who it's by even. It's horrible. I'm so bad at remembering names, but... <laughs> It's called Women Who Run With Wolves. Okay. And it's, Looking it up right now. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it's a woman's Bible, sort of. Um, uh, Clarissa yes. Nicola Estes. Yes, that is her. I'm going to add that to my list. Awesome. <laughs> it's very, it's just life-giving in general. Um, and it's, it's, uh, you know, she deconstructs myths from all types of cultures and, um, it's, it's full of creative life and it's gorgeous. Well, and another one I will recommend too is The Artist's Way. Yes. I've heard so much about that. I need to add that to my, my list as well. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think it's, you know, kind of going back to the uh, women who run with the wolves, I think it's important that 
we also look outside of the industry yeah. for, for, especially when it comes to um, books, podcasts, um, you know, sometimes even documentaries, um, mm-hmm. just to, to get a greater understanding of the world and especially as creatives too, you, you know, a lot, we can incorporate that into our creative side. Um, one of my my favorite reads in the last uh, couple months was uh, the one thing is that what it's called? I'm I'm not remembering anything today. Um, yeah, it's called the one thing by Gary Keller, and it's basically what's the one thing that you can do today that will help you in your career or help you reach your goal. Um, it was really good, full of. Um, just incredible advice mm-hmm. and it's it's like a business book for the most part right but it really you you know you, I can pick pieces of that there's another one called Atomic Habits um, and, and just to really kind of get that different those different viewpoints and knowledge and, and incorporate that into how how you create how you schedule even just schedule your day right and and just mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah, so I those that I'm I've added both of those to my Amazon cart. So <laughs> awesome, and I will add the Atomic Habits and the one thing. The one thing, yeah. So cool. Yeah, and they're they're good books. They're not you know where you're like, oh my god, another business book. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually I really enjoyed reading them. Um, so they're cool. they're good good reads. Um, awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, that kind of answers my next question, which was any favorite books uh, or podcasts. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Allie. Um, where you. can my listeners find and connect with you, find your music, find your new album? You can find me on Spotify, on Apple Music, Amazon, um, Google Play, Basically, all the streaming platforms. Um, and I, my website is alleyblake.org. And you can stay up to date about new music, merch, tour and show information. And um, I'm also going to be adding a, co- a community tab to it to share information about organizations and causes that I care about and want to feature, um, one of which is the organization I feature in my Witness music video, which um, they're incredible. They're called Every Last One, and they help free um, the thousands of migrant children that are in the cages in the U.S. detention centers. So like that information will be on there, and you can subscribe to my mailing list to receive updates. And um, I'm also on YouTube. Yeah, I think those are the main ones. Yeah, um, I'll, link to, I'll link to all that in the show notes um, so everybody yeah. can find you. And I can't wait to see your, your community tab because, you know, I think, like I, I said earlier, as, as an artist, you know, you have your voice and, and it's incredible that you you're using it to to highlight the different um 
I don't know if the best way to say it, injustices, but just to, to highlight the mm-hmm. the things that causes that are important and mm-hmm. that we all really need to think about in this time, you know, day and age and, and yeah. what's going on in the world. And, you know, from, from the environment to, you know, injustice and, and whether that's immigration or race or, you know, yeah, there's just so much going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's awesome. So we'll connect with, uh, put everything in there. My audience connect with you. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Ellie. This was awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com. Subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.